Hello, and welcome to another episode of uh, Kevin and Brendan Give Notes. Uh, my name is Kevin Ibley. And I'm Brendan Leach. Um, and yeah, thank you uh, for listening. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at give underscore notes. Yeah, and thanks to Millions, Dave and Millions, for our ripping theme song. And then, Brendan, this is your pick. Uh, we're doing Johnny Mnemonic. I can't actually remember what the connection was. First of all, I think you need to take the energy up a notch for Johnny <laughs> <Okay>. Mnemonic. <laughs> because this this movie's insane. I don't remember the exact connection other than we were talking about visions of the future that were so close to being right on the mark, but oh, in, yeah. in actuality end up being so far off the mark. Okay, so with that being said, uh, we are... Moving from one dystopian New York to a dystopian Newark. Uh, this exactly. is Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> it is no longer safe to transmit information. Phones, computers, and satellites are all vulnerable. But there is a solution. Your storage capacity? I can carry nearly 80 gigs of data in my head. Input the data into the brain of a human courier like Johnny Mnemonic. Hit me. fit all that in your head anyway. I had to dump a chunk of long-term memory. You had to dump a chunk of what? My childhood. What are you doing? Making a long-distance phone call. I got the goods, Ralphie. Now I just want to get them out of my head. Now, in a future... We locked on him. ...where those who control the information control the world. I've been charged with recovering the head of the mnemonic courier. Everyone wants what is stored in Johnny's head. Double cheese anchovies? Charlie! They were waiting for me, Ralphie. Time is running out. I'm a dead man if I don't get this out of my head. If I can get it out. How? A cranial drill and a pair of forceps. For the future's most wanted fugitive. shoot me not in the head johnny mnemonic i'll i'll start i i assume you've seen this before if it was your choice this is actually my first time seeing it i actually had to watch it twice to give notes on it really yeah like can you walk me through that process was it because it was so sensor the sensory overload (laughs) it was it was heady um you know you might like this movie more than i did i I don't think it's a good movie so let me be clear i don't like this movie oh okay (laughs) but like i want i really want to like this movie and i think there's a good movie here it's just they didn't make it I had like notes like right on the first title card. I don't know who the fucking graphic designer of this was, but that is like the ugliest title card scroll like I've seen in my entire life. You know, they basically do like a fucking Star Wars level scroll where it just like lays it all out. Like corporations took over the world and uh, they've hired the Yakuza, did I pronounce that correctly? The Japanese mafia. But then are these people called the low techs who are like, they reject technology. They explain a lot, but it's like this really long scroll. And someone had the idea 
to put this like weird wavy outline on it that's moving so it's like really fucking hard to read yeah i i saw that i had actually had a note on the opening crawl too this is a bad sign immediately (laughs) this is not the movie we're gonna see and this is an afterthought to sort of make sense of what's definitely not gonna be shown in an artful way on this film Okay, so let's get into it. Um, we come out the Keanu Reeves in a room, you know, I think with a prostitute, we're to presume. Yeah. So where is home, Johnny? Would you believe I don't even know? Yes. <laughs> we get his, like, basic character motivation of he needs to do this job so he can get this shit ripped out of his head. So he can, I think they've alluded to it, so he can access these childhood memories he may or may not have <laughs> so my only note though so he's walking into this job they had to make a joke that he was delivering a pizza with anchovies double cheese anchovies <laughs> how much am i carrying 320 gigabytes where am i taking it newark it's like a really weird scene so they they, they upload the thing why is the data upload painful oh. <laughs> like he puts on these glasses he's like hit me and then it's like it's like he's getting like fucking electroshock therapy hit me i think get a data transfer be like, Ooh. like, like they're, they're moving megabytes in my brain uh, you know whatever um i did love the like the scene where they're flat like the tv images are the code and they're flashing the like Japanese manga images and like all the static that to me that's what this is really about like it's about media saturation and like media overload so that it's working on an atmospheric level yeah so he does the upload then there's like a knock on the door the Yakuza so so they come in there's like a fight There's this really bad line where like Johnny ends up in the bathroom and there's like this white guy who's like bald or something. And he like comes in and Johnny like beats shit out of him or something. He goes, next time knock, baldy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like who wrote that? A a lot of the the action scenes in this movie are kind of like watching a cartoon episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) The pizza joke. I mean, like it really. Yeah. And the, that show was kind of big at the time. Maybe they were just like, that, maybe that's some studio intervention. This first action scene I was kind of into actually, because like the dude has the um, lasso like thumb thing that he keeps pulling out. That's, that's fucking dope. Why isn't this guy the king of the fucking world? Is like my only note on this guy where he just like rips people apart with this like moving worm. This guy's like so scary. But then somehow he's just he's just kinda of, yeah, he's just like a middle manager in this whole scheme. I don't know, maybe that maybe that's a broader comment on life. I don't know. So Johnny escapes, he gets on his plane. Wait, wait, wait. He escapes by putting on a ridiculous hat and wig and walking very slowly, like some sort of calm journalist like it's such a dumb disguise yeah it's you realize like pretty early this is like a shitty director <laughs> but so, so when he gets out he like gets on a plane he's, he's flying to newark they do like a wide shot with a title card underneath that says the free city of newark i love that Actually, i really love that they that this movie takes place in newark and they kind of keep pointing to like you're in new jersey and you're looking over at new york as this like 
divide of like i'm i'm trapped in hell and right there is the glitzy glamorous thing that i wish i could be in so that resonated with me all right so i think we cut to johnny he's like trying to do some deal but he's like set up or something they try to kill him we've got to stop meeting like this baldy I guess the ball guy was on the same flight. You know, I mean, we're in a different city, whatever. Like, there's like a like a nominal kind of fight scene. Uh, and then for a second, it looks like Johnny's in trouble. And then also an ice tea shows up. Who are you? I'm J-Bone. I run heaven. We're even. I don't owe you shit. They have that scene where he's like, I, we're even. I don't, we don't owe each other shit. Yeah. And then Keanu was like, well, anyway, I was going to say, an ice tea fucking disappears. Like he's a, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Charlie! They were waiting for me, Ralphie. Two big, nasty men. Johnny, please, let me explain. <laughs> so I will say, though, that scene in the, in the club is, I think, the worst action sequence I've ever seen in my fucking life on film. It's so dead. How are you feeling, Johnny? Would they upload Ralphie? The goddamn Library of Congress. <laughs> they have Johnny on the table and they're like putting a gag in his mouth. This is actually the last note that I wrote down. That's a nerf ball. They like they shove a <laughs> nerf ball in his mouth. That's when I stopped like oh, typing yeah. notes along with this movie. But um but so whatever. So blah blah blah. He ends up like somehow with like Dina Myers. We have a couple things happening in plot. It's like they have to kind of escape from this guy with the fucking crazy light whip. And then we're also setting up this ticking clock where like he's got too many gigs in his head and like this data that's slowly gonna corrode his brain if he doesn't download it somewhere, blah, blah, blah. Um, but so they're like walking through some subway or some shit. This scene comes out of nowhere. It's like all of a sudden he's just met this girl and he's just like, I used to have memories of my childhood. I had to dump a chunk of long-term memory. My childhood. Your childhood. You didn't think that was poignant? You didn't think that was tender, a tender moment? I didn't, you know, and I also, my other note, Dina Myers really miscast in this. Like every other role she had around this time uh, was playing like a MILF <laughs> in like 90210 or Melrose Place or like some Aaron Spelling show on Fox, like trying to fuck 17 year old Brynn Walsh or something. That was like all, that was like her whole career. Didn't think her as like this young punk person work mm. at all like 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 really bad miscasting just didn't work for me like her in that role we got parents and stuff you got parents and stuff yeah yeah anyways i don't think about it much okay uh, do you have do you have anything before the, the internet i literally stopped writing notes down when the nerf ball went into his mouth it was okay. like it looked like they went to like KB Toys and bought a Nerf ball instead of a prop. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to let this wash over me. He's just like, I need to use the internet. She's like, what are you going to need? I need a Sinologic 60, Sogo 7 data gloves, a GPL stealth module, one Burdine intelligent translator, a Thompson iPhone. So he needs like gloves, he needs this like VR headset. All yeah. this shit. Um, he needs the, the NES peripheries, like, mega set. He needs, yes. like, what, what your rich friend had in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were saying, like, the, the upload hurt him. In this one, he was trying to, like, he's trying to access, like, a put in a passcode, and when he gets the passcode wrong, he gets a shock. He gets a real, like, physical shock. 
So this is a this is a physical internet. And then like he has some fight. There's like some hacker, and then he raises his Nintendo Power gloves, and he's like, yeah. "I can crash you," and he's like shooting lightning in the. Oh man! And, he, and his... he grows claws in the internet when he does that. <laughs> Believe me, I wish this was how it functioned. When you got in a, you know, internet fight with the president of, of the United <laughs> States, you could like grow claws and like threaten to crash him from here, bro. I could crash you from here, man. Wipe out your entire fucking board. Johnny, don't, man. That's my livelihood. And stop bullshitting me. <laughs> so the next, I don't know, do you have anything before Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> like, that's like the next. No, I, all my notes are Dolph Lundgren yeah, related yeah. from here on out. <laughs> Is he like the preacher? I can't remember his character. Yeah, like street preacher. Street I think preacher, yeah. I need your services. We hold services nightly. A special one. You need someone... Brought to Jesus. I forget if it was if it was Robert Longo or um, William Gibson who who was saying like we literally did not know what the fuck to do and Dolph Lundgren shows up, so we just put him in like we put him in some robes and got some like made up this preacher thing and we're like just go with it. You really a preacher, J Bone? Preacher. That motherfucker got God and technology ass backwards. So at this point, at least we're like in a place where I can work with this movie where we've added Dolph Lundgren. So he's like, we know we're going to have this like God obsessed Terminator fucking guy coming after Johnny Mnemonic. And then Johnny Mnemonic and Dina Myers go to like meet Henry Rollins. who's like, he's like the scientist who's going to like be tasked with getting the data out of his head. It looks like a full service shop here. How are you on brain implants? We don't get much of that out here in Newark, just Johnny. But like... Harry Rollins just goes on this crazy fucking punk rant. Where like, oh yeah, and he's like, he's about to break into a spoken word record, and he's like, this causes it. <laughs> yeah, Media yeah, yeah. causes it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The world causes it. This causes it. This causes it. This causes it. Information overload. All the electronics around you poisoning the airwaves. Harry Rollins figured it out Johnny Mnemonic's got the cure to this uh, NAS disease in his head. You're carrying the cure for NAS. You're telling me I got Pharmacom's complete R&D on their cure for nerve attenuation syndrome. And then that's where they lay out the choice, like, you're going to die anyway, man, but you could save everybody with this cure, including your no-chemistry girlfriend here. Yeah. And then Dolph Lundgren comes in and kills everybody. Behold your savior! <laughs> the biblical metaphors are just, like, so over the fucking top. He crucifies them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But at some point he asks, like, he's like, you know, he's like, who is so-and-so or who, where is so-and-so? And then, like, it cuts to Henry Rollins and he's like, he's the guy that fucks your mother. Who's Jones? He's that guy who fucks your mother. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, the, pun the punch-ups were not great and not that inspired. So we have all this shit happen. Keanu's going to have this big hissy fit, but the whole thing starts with, he's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, yeah, like I, I'd like to know too. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? It's like he has this whole hissy fit where like, I like to stay in hotels with $10,000 a night hookers. <laughs> I want room service! I want the club sandwich. I want the cold Mexican beer. I want a $10,000 a night hooker. If we knew more about the Johnny Mnemonic character, this would make sense because he's this like kind of like soft hotel to hotel, 
mnemonic courier and he's been pulled into this like grungy world but we only know him in this grungy world so when he's yeah. talking about getting his shirts dry cleaned we're like yeah i guess we'll have to take your word for it that that was your <laughs> life before this but it's so, like he cuts these guys on this crane i guess they're like the people who like let you into low tech bill cuts oh, these yeah. guys on this crane and then there's this weird talk where he's like yeah man like I don't know. She's like only paralyzed in one leg. I, I kind of love her, dude. I told her if she want to get with me, then I want to get with her. And screw the physical hey! disability. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about the feeling, right? I'm like, what the fuck are we even watching at this point? So somehow <laughs> they get like pulled up by these guys on a weird crane and uh, Ice-T's like on the scene again. It's time to meet Jones. So then Jones is a fucking dolphin in a fish tank with like some cranial oh yeah accentuator <laughs> and you know and at this point i am really just like what in the fuck is this this is from the book okay this 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 like jones the like navy modified like cybernetically enhanced code cracking dolphin is like <laughs> it's from the book the only the only thing they left out that's in the short story is that the dolphin has a heroin addiction in the in the book? <laughs> I wish they they went into that. You gotta lean into this movie. Like I, I needed a dolphin with a heroin addiction. I need iced tea in like every scene or close to every scene. I, I should have met Dolph Lundgren before I met fucking Keanu Reeves. Like you know, like we just needed to lean into what was marking. Jones will feed you can opener code. We'll try to get you out in time. Wait a minute. Have you done this before? Has the fish? And... <laughs> And they keep going into this, like, you got to hack your brain. They're basically just like, yeah, like, everything has led to this moment. Our entire movement has led to this defining moment. But it's really up to you if you want to transmit this or not. Like, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't want to do it, like, you school, just, like, walk away. Look, man, it's up to you. Do what you got to do. Like, really, we've spent all this time to work our way to the fucking dolphin lair, but you're going to give Johnny the option to just, like, be like, nah, bro, sorry, you know, we don't have to do this. Like, we, yeah, come on. Inputting first image. Set up the broadcast antennas. So, actually, that TV tower thing is a kind of a, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say a hip art world reference, but a contemporary art world reference to um, Namjoon Pike, who was doing, like, major TV installations and museum and galleries so there has to be robert longo referencing contemporary media art of the time brennan is the smart one on this show sure. <laughs> like, i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about cool. <laughs> namjoon pike yeah, fucking cool, moron. yeah, yeah. It's namjoon pike. <laughs> <laughs> like what like a bunch of shit happens the only thing i will i remember from this scene is Dolph Lundgren somehow shows up. Jesus time. But then this is the, the most ridiculous part of this movie is somehow the fucking dolphin, the dolphin kills Dolph. The fucking yeah. dolphin with his like weird, like brainiac, like, you know, <laughs> alien headgear shit, like gets projected through a speaker. It's like, oh, oh, like goes into Dolph's brain and just like melts the fuck out of him. Bottom Satan. There's no better way to describe Johnny Mnemonic than a fucking dolphin kills Dolph Lundgren. Like, that was Johnny Mnemonic. 
this is the big picture thing. Watching this movie in the world we live in now is where this goes from being a forgettable bad movie to like something interesting that I think is worth talking about. Because there's some, there's a lot here that's speculative that resonates yeah. with what we are living through. Yes. Yeah. William Gibson's books are so richly speculative about tech. Like the, all the stuff about um, corporations replacing nations is like a big theme. Um, and, and not wrong. Uh, not, and not wrong. This guy saw how, like, how technology was going to yeah. fit into our lives and how in like a big picture way. So it's a rich enough world that I think I wish, I wish it was, I just wish it was a better movie. I just truly wish this was a, a good movie because the stuff with the virus is really like, you know, crazy accurate now, but I wish someone either a, when Christopher Nolan went back in time and made this movie mm. right. Or mostly what I wish is someone would make Neuromancer which is the, the novel length story. Mm-hmm. This is day 95. I mean, it's very interesting that someone had a vision of the world after NAFTA that would, you know, it was like a one world government and controlled by corporations. And I mean, I'm not, you know, I get too political, but it's like not that far off where we are. But we don't like really, we kind of just like nip that and then we just go into a bunch of stock kind of scenes. Well, that's the problem with the whole movie. They took this interesting short story and crammed it into like a watered down, it's kind of Blade Runner and it's kind of Total Recall. It's, half of it's like fucking crawl, like just like <laughs> like every shitty kind of fantasy movie. I, I would sort of remake this as like kind of like a really political version of The Mandalorian because like when you look at uh, something like that, I mean, it's like a Western. It's like a sci-fi Western. I, I wish this was like that because Johnny Monic isn't a character. They could have leaned into that so hard. I mean, they've, he's a courier, right? So like you could have actually structured the entire story around this courier who travels to all these different places and then like he brings out what's wrong with like the corporation or the Yakuza or the Lotax. And it, it could have just been a post-apocalyptic Western with a main character that's kind of like a blank slate. You're, you're more invested in his struggle versus the environment, and then the environment's the enemy. So that's much closer to the, the actual source material, like hard-boiled crime noir. You're getting at something that, that's, I think, really interesting. If, if this movie stuck with its principles of the story, this, there could be capitalistic greed, like violent, ultra-violent capitalistic greed, and Johnny Mnemonic, not a robot, but could have just been purely materialistic and like unaware, like totally unaware of the politics, totally unaware of the revolution, doesn't make a judgment about anything. He just takes something from point A to point B. Yeah. Then that scene where he's like, I want my shirts to be laundered would have actually made a lot of sense and would have been really, really impactful. I mean, to me, it's just like right now you have all this crazy shit happening in our country, but then there's a lot of people who are just like, I just want a PlayStation 5. <laughs> So I think that's our episode. Um, we we got to Johnny Mnemonic from Free Jack on this kind of cyberpunk dystopian level. Yeah, speculative technology. So I think I'm going to stay with dystopia. You're not expecting this. We are going to do uh, The Postman uh, by Kevin wow. Costner, another dystopian film on the idea of a courier. Wow. In uh, another dark depiction of what America could be. Wouldn't it be great if we just went into 
a Kevin Costner podcast from this point on. 